0: Joining everybody. I'm so excited that you're all here. Welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and we're live streaming this webinar with special guest Isabella Green. This is live streaming on the Conscious Awakening Network. Please go to ConsciousAwakeningNetwork.org and you can see all of the hosts, all of the programs, the channels. I've got a lot of episodes out there. As we get started here, I want to welcome Isabella Green. Isabella is a metaphysical specialist, spiritual healer, and author in service to the evolution of consciousness and the ascension of humanity. She helps people to clear the paths into embodiment of their higher essence on earth Her book, Leaving the Trap, How to Exit the Reincarnation Cycle, offers practical guidance and vivid short stories from beyond the veil, exploring questions such as what happens after death? Is reincarnation entrapment awaiting you? How do we prepare for final departure? And is departure really final? So welcome, Isabella. I'm so excited to have you here. Hi, Kara. Thank you for
1: hosting. In this format where people are able to ask questions, hopefully we'll get to that part soon today. Because I've done a gazillion interviews by now and they're usually pre-recorded and then released like a few months later. But having an opportunity to really have people who want to ask questions, that is very rare. So thank you very much for this idea. Thank you for bringing me on. I appreciate it.
0: I'm so excited and I can't wait to hear what people want to ask. Let's get warmed up by just talking about your, I want to say your awakening story, but it feels more like a reawakening in a certain way. But you have a fascinating journey that you talk about in Leaving the Trap where you were, I resonate so much with it because you were in the the corporate cycle, but you had this kind of early like even astral sparring and like really fascinating stories like that, and then made a a distinct choice to turn it off, join corporate America, and then had that reawakening. So can you take us through that a little bit? Well, I think you just did, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a little bit more detail than what I gave.
1: (laughs) All right. I was born with abilities and I remember that my family was always telling me to not talk about, don't talk about it. And when I was seeing things moving around our apartment, everyone was telling me like, oh, you're just imagining things, don't talk about it. And then I started growing up and I learned that I'm not supposed to mention things and I'm not supposed to have abilities, that this is not normal or whatever. Then I, when I started choosing a career or when I had to fight for survival, then I made a distinct choice to shut down all these abilities because they were interfering with going to work 9 to 5 and all that. But before that happened, I had... A group of friends, when I was about starting from 17 till about 21, I had, or 24, I had a group of friends where we were remote viewing each other and we were also projecting and we were discussing all kinds of things. And as a matter of fact, we were discussing the Tao. There was a person there, like a shaman, who was answering our questions. He never taught anything. He would just throw a question Uh, like do you know what the aura is i'm like no no what is it no just go find out okay so that was his style and he was quoting what i uh, later realized was the Tao, the book Tao the chain and one day walking down the street i found that book just laying face down in the dirt and i picked it up and i didn't even know what it was it was like oh the book should not be in the dirt so i found that right on the street and I've had it since and I've been reading it for 30 years and the more I expand into awareness the more I know what Lao was talking about in that book so that's a little different direction of the story that you already told and then I came to Sedona and I just started doing the nighttime meditations and I started doing the Kundalini Awakening breath work and everything just expanded from that. My abilities came back online and now I have a whole toolbox of different abilities uh, that I use for my everyday, for work, for doing sessions for people.
0: That's, it's so fascinating. And I know there was like 20 years in there of being in New York City of, and, and being like really in the muck. <laughs> like, oh, for sure.
1: For sure. A mile like, all of... the way. mile all the way. And I most definitely experienced every little thing that comes with it. From uh, traumas to addictions to certain behavior to, God, you name it. Pretty much collected enough data. So now when I work with people, there isn't any story that... Freaks me out, or people tell me, Oh, you're not going to believe my story. Yeah, I am going to believe your story because chances <laughs> are I either
0: lived I live it,
1: it. <laughs> or, I already, or I've already heard it. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I do want to talk about this astral sparring, which I know is just a small part of your story, but it's, I don't hear people talk about this, but I know somebody <laughs> who's been having experiences like this, like right now. Oh, cool. Where she astral pro- projects and then has very lucid experiences in the astral and comes back with scratches oh, and there you go. and things like that. But I don't hear about this a lot. And because you do have experience with it, I'd love to get into that. And then we can talk about your first near-death experience to set the stage of where that shift happened for you.
1: No, the, the shift did not happen during the near-death experience. I'm <laughs> one of the I'm one of the few people who was not impressed by the, my new death experience. <laughs> right. I was actually really annoyed that whatever being greeted me sent me back where regardless of the fact that I was begging to stay there and I didn't want to go back and I was so miserable. And when I came back, I felt really too And just shortly afterwards, I went right back to the same lifestyle that almost killed me because it was not something that I was so impressed with maybe because I already astral projected for a number of years previously, um, from about 17 to 24. And the early stages when I was doing the astral sparring, <laughs> uh, that was when that person who was like a, my first teacher, the shaman, we were discussing getting out of body. Getting out of body but in a way that you also project. When you also project, you literally just step out of your physical form very slowly. You lay down and you relax really deeply and you just push your astral body out. And then you're in the plane that is surrounded by the membrane that holds us all in around Earth plane. And within that plane, a lot of stuff happens that is quite similar to what we have here on Earth. Except you can see all of the non-physical life there. Here in the physical body we have the blind zone, we have the filters, so we don't really see the all of the life and stuff. And when I first couple of times I also projected and I would fly over the cemeteries and I would have all of kinds all kinds of beings and what we call demonic beings and they just like after you and, and they just want to mess with you. And when I came back, I was sharing that with that shaman. He was like, you need to train. You need to train in the uh, combat. So he paired me up with a, another person. And at that time, too, because when, in, the astral, in the astral plane, you can really take just any, any form. And it's also practiced in the um, shamanic traditions, right? Mm-hmm. Association with the animal spirit. You can take an animal form, like an animal spirit form when you are in the astral. So in the astral, I was taking the animal spirit form of a wolf, female wolf. And the other one was taking a spirit of like a big cat, like a bob, like larger than a bobcat, kind of like mountain lion type of thing. And we that shaman was guiding us, how he would guide us how to do that, And then we will get out of body into the astral plane. And then we'll spark, kind of like in the movie, The Matrix, where the bodies are laying down and you have them trained in in the non-physical space. The funny or the interesting part was that um, I remember distinctly that freaked me out. I, I came back and I had blood underneath my nails and I had cat fur like as if you pulled out a a patch of fur with skin and it was right in front of me in the physical right there (laughs) when i came back into my body and the other person had scratches on their body so we whatever happens in the astral can affect the physical experience right here and also there are mazes like some shamans especially those who like do ayahuasca ceremonies or whatever, they are told to not go into any mazes. Do not take any. And that's what the shaman was training me was saying the same thing. Just know where you're going. Stay within that path. There will be like little windy tunnels pulling you in or also, if you are in Ayahuasca state, don't. I've never done Ayahuasca, but uh, someone told me that, do not look in the mirror because it's going to pull you into uh, the uh, astral dimension where a shaman has to go get you. Otherwise, there were a few instances when some of my friends will go and then get locked in the astral mazes and they could not get out. And the shaman had to go get them, but they, in the physical, they looked like they departed. They were just, they were just like zombified. It's a really, it's a really wild experience to observe. If you are astral projecting, I have a video on my YouTube channel, safety tips on astral travel. So go ahead and research or check out that video. But as the idea that we want to focus on in this conversation is going past the astral plane. We don't want to bounce around the astral plane because the astral plane is what, whole, is what holds the reincarnation cycle within itself. Why don't you tell that story about the, the dome with the eyes?
0: Yes. So before we, before everybody joined, I was sharing in my own experiences at night, which are not all the time, but sometimes I was trying to explain, because in your book, you talk about the lower astral, the upper astral and the quantum. And I yeah. I was trying, I have experiences, but I don't know the labels of what they would be. And one I of them. I just labeled them that kind of based on what I experienced. Yeah. Right, right. Well, I was curious about your interpretation, but one of the places I described was like, I described like the shape of it. It's like being inside, but the shape of a bullet, you know, where it's really skinny and but rounded at the top, like a, a skinny dome. And then there are repeating patterns. And one of them that I've seen is eyes, but it's like this pattern. And then there are eyes inside each pattern, just repeating all the way around. So say what you thought that was. Or well,
1: um, so when Kara shared that before before we started, I said, hey, you're looking at what's holding us in. You're looking at the observers, the eyes, and you're looking at the membrane because the astral plane around us has a membrane. If you try to go out of body through... Astral projecting, you are eventually going to hit that membrane and you're watched the whole time too. And then make sure you don't wander too far out because then you're going to start getting this kind of interference. Either beings coming up to you and like, oh, you don't belong here or where are you going or get back to the body or just uh, straightforward in the lower astral trying to bully you back into the body so that you get scared and you jump back in. So The whatever spirits that run that system, they're not interested in you exploring that dimension, finding out what's going on. But the beginning of the astral projection is when you step outside and you look at your body laying down. You can see that right there. Another good story Dr. Joe Dispenza used to tell in his workshops where he was astral projecting. And he saw a spirit of a rat or something, like some rodent. And in the astral form, he went to touch it, and it bit him on the finger, and he flicked it. And in the astral, it looked like he killed it because he flicked it so hard. Well, when he came back into the body, next morning, he looked, he had a bite on the finger. And he had uh, a dead rodent in his, on his porch or somewhere. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Thing. The stuff
0: is real. Yeah. <laughs> just... That's interesting. And I know I've had other times where I have been like in space. And so I wonder from, because from our like linear, how we understand space and time, it would seem as though if you are in space and you're seeing stars around you and so forth, that you've yeah. penetrated outside of earth but then of course everything is within two so in some ways things are illusion illusionary i think there's a better way to say that but sure yes
1: (laughs) this is no this is a good so there is this is a great segue to the concept that i let's just say not entirely agree with that other people talking about reincarnation cycle present. I heard recently that they just lump some, the entire reality into the matrix. The everything, universes, the void, the planets, the be everything, everything. The entire existence is the matrix. I completely disagree with that because from what I saw. In my visions, yes, the universes have, and each planet has reincarnation cycles, and universes have reincarnation cycles, but also in dimensions from zero, let's just say the lower, below fifth dimension, they're like bubbles. It's the levels of consciousness that wants or operates on the level of taking and using their subjects and the higher dimensions of the same planets and the same universes do not operate on that level. So only the parts of the universes, if you wish, all right, that operate on this level of consciousness, and we call it dimensions, we call it uh, Well, below third density, I don't even know. Below third dimension, I'm not really familiar with, but um, that's plant and animal spirits. But then the second uh, or the third dimension and all the way till 4.9D. And I can strongly argue that because of uh, the vision that I had, how it's got the dome, like the entirety of everything included in the reincarnation cycle. Each planet has its own. Earth has its own, but it's a part of the system that I think others are calling the matrix only on that level of consciousness. And above that and beyond that, reincarnation cycle does not exist. And I don't think that the matrix exists either because the purpose, the very purpose why the matrix was set up was to use their subjects. That's the whole concept. That's the whole idea. And that idea only exists within the certain levels of consciousness, within certain dimensions. We, as Earth plane, unfortunately, within that um, category right here, at least as far as what we know, what we're presented.
0: Okay, so you would. So, from your perspective, then, once you do start experiencing space, for example, then you have stepped outside of that. I'm not suggesting that.
1: No, I'm not suggesting that. I don't know if there is a simulation of space present within the astral plane, because I know that there is a simulation of everything present within the astral plane, like the white light beam. The white light thing, that's a simulation of the true light. Okay. The simulation of the true light that, that is a part of existence, that is a part of creation, that sometimes, I don't know if you see that in your visions, if I am in the state of samadhi, that's complete blackness it's it's a space of everything and nothing and you are part of all of that but if from that space you want to see yourself as a human i was curious about that so the visual is like a little beam of light going into this reality and from this reality, people, in meditation recently, the girl who was leading that, she was saying, see where you're coming from. And I was seeing that beam going back straight into that space of omnipresence that I call the void, by the way. That's the true light. But what we see is a simula- um at the moment when we come out of the body and there is this beam of light and we think that we need to go into that that's like a vacuum that takes you straight into is the afterlife dimension, straight into the life review, straight into facing the handlers, straight into the next level of reincarnation cycle, spits you out into the astral plane. And that's a simulation of the light that the soul gravitates to because the soul remembers that you, that's a part of creation. So... That's another thing. And I also don't appreciate or don't agree with those who are saying that the void is a part of the matrix, because it depends, I think, on the definition of the void. What I call the void in my book is the field, the infinite field, infinite quantum field. God, if you wish, Energy that creates and sustains worlds, the omnipresence. There are a lot of words for it, but you really don't know it until you have experienced and it, talking about it and trying to put it into terms that does not work. Right, you cannot intellectualize that concept. You have to experience that concept.
0: That's fascinating. Can we get into a little bit about this concept of the trap? You have you referenced it. But I'd love to to dive into that a little bit more about what you have experienced in terms because you've had two life near uh, sorry two near death experiences and then near life two near life experiences right (laughs) that's what I'm having now the near (laughs) life experience (laughs) yes I'm so glad to be able to witness this part but and then you also but you have all of this experience of waking up in the middle of the night and on purpose to invoke. This kind of journeying and yeah. experiencing the the different realms. Mm-hmm. Please talk about the reincarnation cycle and what you've experienced there in terms of this like simulation and the, the handlers and things like that. All right. No, we
1: don't even have to go to my near death experience. If you hear, it's so popular right now. Everyone is talking about their near death experiences. Predominantly the same story over and over. It's that a person comes out of the body, goes into the white light, and then they are faced with uh, the beings or one being or three beings or their loved ones or the ones that look like the saints or the ones who look like Jesus, the one that greeted me looked like Jesus. So, And they tell them, it's not your time yet. That's the the common statement. Go back, you have a purpose or um, just any reason why you need to go back. I was guilt-tripped to go back, quite literally, because the being hinted, at you're wasting your life. Yeah, I know, feel terrible about it. We'll also go back and do better, okay? But before that, I was begging. I was literally begging that being. I was like, can I please stay here? Because it feels incredible. During the near-death experience, you dip your toe into just the taste or what it is that you truly are as a soul, that energy of complete freedom, complete omnipresence, right? Complete infinity. You You can experience that while alive. You don't have to be a monk. You don't have to sit in a cave for 30 years. I got there in a number of years, and so can you. I literally got there between... 2010 when I started doing the breath work and when I shifted in 2014 to start uh, doing that breath work in the middle of the night. Shortly after, I had the, the first experience and since then, these experiences have just been deep, getting deeper and deeper and especially just recently, I had uh, an experience of what's called nirvakalpa samadhi where I was able to actually Completely shut down the body. Been trying to do that since, and it's just not working. (laughs) Yes, yeah. Completely shut down the body. The heartbeat stopped. The breath stopped. And I was gone. Gone. Like for real. Before that, so in the yoga sutras, in the yoga sutras, Patanjali talks about the part where at the beginning of you, because there are different levels of samadhi, and samadhi is entering that void or entering that space of omnipresence, if you wish, right? But at the beginning, you still have the mental activity. And he lists, I wish I had brought that book. It's a very short book. It's only 10 pages. But he lists the levels of mental activity still happening, even while you're on the first level of samadhi, while you are ex- Experiencing yourself as everything and nothing in samadhi. And then you reach the level where all of that is gone. There is no more mental activity, no more yourself. And you're able to move your life force, your soul, your prana out of your physical form. And the physical form literally shuts down. I observed that. I observed how my breath stopped first and then my heart stopped. And then I was just gone. And it wasn't a heart attack or anything like that. It was a deliberate, I deliberately was going for that experience. I've been wanting to be able to, and that's a desire. Yeah, don't desire anything, including what's in the scriptures. But that was my desire to get to the level when I can control uh, my life force, my prana, my bo- my soul-body connection. Um, if I can achieve that within this lifetime, living in the world and being uh, a part of, of everything, anyone can do it. All you need is just <laughs> perseverance. You really need curiosity and you need focused discipline to just do this every day. And that's it. Literally, my experiences started within the, on the fourth year. And the first three years, I was doing the breath work just to get to my subconscious conditioning and clean that up and stuff. And I'm sure you you're familiar. As you mentioned that you do Kriya Yoga breath work as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I I have not uh, done it in the middle of the night, so that really it's it really sparks my curiosity to have that. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Oh my God, it's so worth it. And at the beginning, I was experiencing
1: beings and I was experiencing the cosmos or the visual of the space and the planets. And I could just direct myself places until I did get into the field of omnipresence. And now that's all I want to do. But from that field, and that's what I call quantum travel, from that field, from that state of being, you can direct yourself into the worlds of the higher realms. And in that way, you know for sure that you are not as projecting into something. Mm. All right. Because if you are going and right in your, in your experiences, you're observing beings and realities and planets, that might be a part of the simulation. You don't know it. There's nowhere to tell but once you've gone into the field of omnipresence from there because of how that's the fabric of everything and from there you can have or you can have you need to have an intention before you get there so before you get there you have an intention once you've been in in that space or it's not space it's a state of being once you've been in that state of being for a while then you can remember kind of like, oh, trace of the thought. Oh, I wanted to go to this world. Boom, you're there instantly. That's why I call it quantum travel. And it didn't go through the astral plane. That's 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 uh, the state of my ignorance at the present moment.
0: That's what I know as of today. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that. There's a lot of discernment that and training that it seems... That you um, yeah, let's know. No, 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 no. I very much disagree with the idea that's
1: a huge task. I just recently read that in a post. Or, Ugh, it's a huge task. You know what? Do the meditation and the breastwork every night. That's all that's required. The rest is going to unfold on its own.
0: That's yeah, it. I guess it's that, just the discernment that, because you wouldn't know if so, if you're in an astral illusion or if you're in an actual, if you're in actually in an experience in, without the experience, I suppose, right? Right, exactly. That's yeah. what I,
1: why I always say that experience is the best teacher. Us I'm, I'm sitting here just uh, using words, that doesn't go anywhere far, usually. Like, you can intellectualize it like, oh! The field of omnipresence, But once you've been there, that's when you really know. Experience is the only teacher. I say that this spiritual truth is very simple. Simple. Look at these books. Look at Tao the Ching. It's less than 50 pages long. There's 78 verses in that that are this long. That's it. And it talks about and it talks about the nature the true essence of reality look at patanjali's yoga sutras he talks about getting to samadhi and the enlightenment that's 10 pages long 10 pages long the volumes of words only send the mind in the loops and blah 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 and that's We're not really- required <laughs> if you find in yourself the excitement and the curiosity to really go into these experiences or to just do that practice every day. Breath work that wakes up the Kundalini energy and sit up in the middle of the night to do it and then sit with it. After you did the meditation, sit with it for a while. And when the body wants to lay down, continue sitting through it because that's the chemistry in the brain that changed And that's a precursor to your experience very often. Just do it every night. You'll be rested, I promise, because that connects you to the energy that wakes, that actually charges you up. So don't worry about losing sleep or whatever. That's all that's required. You do that and your experiences will expand and expand, and then you will learn how to have discernment. And then you will learn how to get answers from that field and then also if you didn't start your outer body experience from laying down and relaxing and slowly coming out of your body turning around looking at your body there's my body and then floating somewhere then there is a chance that you are not in the astral plane Because what I just described, slowly coming out and looking at the body, and then experiencing stuff—that's astral projecting, and you're within the bubble of the astral plane. You can say, you can tell I'm quite passionate about these subjects.
0: That's right. Yes, and we've got some great questions here. So So let's go ahead with the question. We'd like have about thirty, what twenty minutes left. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do our best. Jade asks mm-hmm. if there is an age limit for a person practicing the breath work and being successful in activating the Kundalini.
1: Oh my goodness, there's no way there is an age limit. Absolutely not. You have, that is your, what's called prana, that is your life force. You have it. As long as you're alive, you can do this. There's no age limit. Absolutely. First of all, secondary, if you're elderly, and if you're not really in good health, that's going to actually rejuvenate you, because it it lights up, it lights up your entire essence, it lights up the entire energetic form and your body. It brings the life force into your brain that rejuvenates your brain. It's a fantastic practice, and you pay attention to your spine. You light up the I think they're called the nadas. You will probably know, Kara. You will know the bodies, the term yeah the terminology the yogic terminology I'm just starting to learn the yogic terminology recently because people started pointing that out to me I was just doing this practice and not even knowing so you light up your spine you light up your brain you light up the upper centers and that's a part of your breath work and then you go or if you go any age you don't
0: have to be any particular age for that I love it that's a great question too Okay, so Bija asks uh, about lucid dreaming. Are you still in the astral realm when you're lucid dreaming? Probably.
1: Yeah, because lucid dreaming is 4.5D, as far as I get it. 4.5D, and that is very linked to, that is very linked to, that's a part of the astral plane. Yeah, okay. so I would say
0: yes, i pretty sure about that. Okay, thank you. And Grace asks, can we collapse all dimensions from the quantum field? It's not
1: that you collapse all dimensions. It's that you bypass all dimensions. <laughs> because quantum field, the quantum field is the space where there are no dimensions. It is, it's everything and nothing. Nothing. There's no dimensions there. It's the fabric of Everything. The fabric of reality. So collapsing, you're not collapsing anything. You come out into that space, and the that's it. There are no dimensions there. You can go through different levels of consciousness and different dimensions, different realities on the way there or from there, like I mentioned earlier. But while you're in the field, there is there are no dimensions there. And that brings a really oh, Im- oh, go ahead. no dimensions meaning. All of it is in it. It's very, it's challenging to explain. And Nadal, he says, talk about it and you will not get it or something. The more you know, the less you understand. So talking about it is really not, it's not possible to explain in coherent terms. You just need to go and see. Because it's this contradictory state of being where you are there, but you're not you where everything is there, but at the same time, it's completely dark and there's nothing there at the same time. So, play. Play and find out for yourself. But that's the soul itself. That is the fabric of the soul. This is why I see no sense in the idea that people, when people say that, oh, the reincarnation cycle was set up for the evolution of the soul. I don't see that as accurate at all because there is no such thing as an evolution of the soul. Maybe there is an evolution of consciousness. And that's why when we are there, we come back and we don't remember anything because we were just pure soul, let's just say, right? Or the first time you incarnate into Earth's plane, where is the karma? The karma comes with action. Mind, ego, body doing things based on mentality of the realm that you operate within. And then you go back and you get judged for it and you're sent back to do more and do more and do more. But the soul within its essence is pure. The soul does not collect any of that. What we're talking about, that field, that's the fabric of your soul. And so I say, go back to the fabric of the soul and, well, if you want to hang out around Earth and participate in the evolution of consciousness, like mentality, upgrading mentality, one life after the next, upgrading mentality, action, ego, dealing with all that, that's maybe the evolution of consciousness. And there is a record of that that the handlers use, yes. Oh, you did this and that. But it isn't the soul. We're not we're not taught or trained to experience or know ourselves as the pure fabric of the soul. All of that, what you did, what you're doing, what you're choosing, which what kind of action you're taking, that is all consciousness, mentality, brain, emotions, ego, action, that whole package. But the soul within its fabric, within itself, within its nature, is that pure essence that does not choose, does not make these kind of choices, right? We're judged for the choices that we make in this dimension. And what what makes the choices? The soul, not the soul. Like I said, that whole package.
0: Consciousness all those mind mentality. Temporary aspects yeah. of, of right. life
1: that are all linked to us functioning in the physicality that has nothing to do with the actual innate essence of the soul. So this is why I disagree when people say, Oh, the reincarnation is for the evolution of the soul. The soul does not require evolution, the soul within itself encompasses. Everything already. So that's something I've been chewing on or thinking about and um, tuning into the last couple of days.
0: Thank you. Thank you all for listening. (laughs) And that, I mean, that's the interesting thing too with the ego perspective. We talked a tiny bit about this before we started, but it's just interesting to think about it from the standpoint of the ego and then transcending. Because if we're real, and I doubt anybody who's bothered to join this call is, in a, is really severely locked in the ego because you are drawn to this type of discussion. But we have a lot of people on this planet who are very driven by the ego and not even connecting with the concept of there being a soul that is behind any of it. So that's an interesting thing if we think about once we die. And we are being presented with our opportunities. Do you want to go back? Do you want to get out? Not kind presented of,
1: with no, right. you're not presented with the do you want to get out? Right. You're right. Presented with you like, here is what you did wrong. But what did wrong is your operating human system within the human reality within the construct of this density that we call the matrix all right Right. that's what did choose these things that's what uh responded in this in that way and that's what we that's what we're presented with on the judgment day why don't we take a couple of more questions there
0: yes yeah so i've got i've got one here that says if This person, I don't have the name, but if I recall correctly, you mentioned in a previous interview that you may have been lured to earth. Do you think the calls for help are real or a trick to get the beings here entrapped in the reincarnation cycle?
1: That's a good question. I honestly don't know, because when I was lured and I literally felt that I felt the soul's desire to go and assist the world in distress, I didn't know that there was a possibility that this could have been a simulation or a hoax of some sort. So I think that if it is, the souls from other dimensions or from higher realms, they're not aware. Or maybe I was in the maybe I was in a part of the simulation already. <laughs> or just in a different planet. A, a little higher than 3d so i cannot answer that i don't know it is possible i will just say it is possible why don't you meditate on that and ask that question in the field maybe
0: you'll get the answer Hmm? that's great they're also asking are there beings working on dismantling the reincarnation trap that's something that i heard and i have no awareness of that
1: if there are beings See that's like waiting for the savior. And we've been waiting for the savior for 40,000 years. Recently, by the way, recently in in one of the channelings, Wendy Kennedy was channeling the nine dimensional dimensional collective on next level soul. Some parts I don't agree with there, but she said you have been manipulated for 40,000 years. And I'm like, whoa, is that how long the reincarnation cycle has been set up? For 40,000 years? Or was it there before? Or like, well, definitely for 40,000 years, right? What was the question? I'm sorry, I got excited. Oh, if there are beings reincarnated. All right. So Listen. waiting, we've been waiting for the Savior all this time. And we can sit around for another 40,000 years saying, hey, they're going to come and dismantle and we're all free. I say, hey, take control in your own hands and give yourself uh, the power of getting out energetically getting out as a soul getting out as a life force pulling yourself out of the whole system and maybe then you are going to have a choice and much sooner within life within this lifetime much sooner than uh, whatever might come and Uh, dismantle, which I doubt, because they're going to have to dismantle the entire system across universes with all the planets involved. That's a huge system. It's not
0: just around Earth. Right. Michaela asks, if we believe in a loving God, source, divine creator, then what is the purpose of the trap? Prison planet, school for lesser advanced souls, or ultimate mastery test in empowerment and sovereignty with love? Well, I don't, I don't know. First of
1: all, all right. First of all, we go back to what we know or what we believe is God. I just recently released a video on my YouTube channel about that. And for me, what I believe God is is that fabric of reality, just the omnipresence, the field. The field is the ultimate uh, source of creation. Everything comes from the field. everything is made of that, including our bodies, including our realities, and everything exists within existence. There's a question often asked like, why is this allowed? Oh well, who is asking there all everything exists within existence, so there's a part of that, and sure, you can look at it as a part of the evolution of the soul, and you can look at it as a part of. Whatever words you just said, like the process, working yourself out of the whole system of this dimension with love. Sure. the There's no being there that's sitting there projecting love. If you enter that state, you will experience the state of unconditional love, what's called the Christ consciousness. You will know that. It will become a part of you. You will know that. Because that is what your soul is. That is the state of being. And what you do with it from that point and on is entirely up to you. How you label it, how you name it, how you decide to believe that it affects or not affect your journey on earth. That's entirely up to you.
0: Mm. Yeah, thank you. So there's a great question here. If you're able to simplify the technique for quantum travel for the beginner. And if we can take that into some of the things you've got coming up that where people will have the opportunity to work with you directly. So if you have. Yeah, a... I'm not
1: going to teach the breath work right here in five minutes. All right. <laughs> because yes. That's a little bit. That's a little bit inappropriate. I would suggest. But I have three. Workshops coming up. Uh, Two workshops are a part of the bigger events. Sedona Ascension Retreat. There I only have an hour and 15 minutes. And that's on March 8th. That is my workshop, Sedona Ascension Retreat. The next workshop is at the Sedona Yoga Festival, where I will go a little more into the traditional yogic practices. That, I'm not sure the date exactly, but that's between march 14th and 17th and then for the personal experience myself and my co-pilot of our exit and reincarnation group to which you all are invited if you're not a part of it yet on facebook viola rose we are uh, offering a mini retreat that is four hours long so, I'm going to really have a little extra time to go into the practices, to go into the meditation technique, to teach and to talk about these things. You'll have an opportunity to ask questions right there, face to face. And also, then Viola is going to take us on a journey. Her gong really creates that cosmic sound it's incredible and i will guide the i will do the energy work for you a lot of people experience opening into awareness during that that's like a little upgrade there and we will also guide the meditation carrying you back into source so that's a really rich offering and that's on may 26 and you can see that on my uh, website isabellagreen.com under events tab. And we have an early bird special uh, right now until February 15th. Go ahead and sign up if you want to learn these practices and really have my presence there to answer the questions and teach and practice. Because teaching that in five minutes on the internet call is inappropriate.
0: Yeah, thank you, that's beautiful. Jade is asking if you're going to come to Thailand. I don't know. You have a little well, invitation so. there. There's a demand. <laughs> yeah.
1: I can come in, in a non physical form to Thailand anytime. But <laughs> yeah, I'm not exactly sure about that. I've been invited to a podcast there, though, and to, to a book event and whatever. But uh, yeah, I'm not traveling um, anytime, so I'm quite joking.
0: Okay. We have a couple more minutes and we have a ton of questions. So well, let's I'm just gonna pick. keep firing here. I think this is Patty. I'm curious as to how many handlers there are to deal with all the people that die each day. Well, infinite amount, infinite amount of energetic forms
1: that are shapeshift and forms that can present themselves in any way that you need. It's if I would say it's an energy it's an energy. An energy cannot be counted. It's an energy that can focus itself into the presentation that you need to see. I don't see that there is an army. Maybe there is an army of these beings there. But definitely, it's. I see it as an energy that presents itself in the way that you need
0: to see it. It's not countable. Okay. And I, I think you've touched on this, but I this is interesting why we would come into a reincar- in reincarnation system just to escape it instead of destroying it. So, from a much bigger perspective, if we assume that we have, from a soul perspective, some say in the experience, which must be no, include... no, we don't, we don't. I, I hate to interrupt you,
1: but I, I we only have three minutes. I want to take a couple, couple more questions. So, no. we are not aware of any other choice we're not once you enter the system that's it you're not aware of any other choice you're not presented with any other idea on earth as a matter of fact a lot of scriptures teach you that's the way to go that's the way to go with pain of karma non-stop here incarnation of the incarnations new age every is teaching you that this is for your own good and this is for your learning and this is for blah 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 so we really have no awareness once we and we get wiped after every incarnation so there is really no other choice and there
0: is really no other awareness all right two minutes one more question okay is there a way to avoid being annoyed bothered by entities fall asleep basically talking about nightmares how is that related? Let's skip that. This is not related to this question. Okay. To our subject. Let's see. Catherine's asking. She asked about the breath work. We talked about that. I she said her. one of her sons has passed away. He was 39. She's always been aware that she'll see him again, but she goes straight to the void. Will she miss that experience when she passes out of her body? He's not there. How long ago did he pass? Or it doesn't matter. So okay. within
1: about three years, that being is already incarnated into somewhere else. So whatever you're going to experience is not him. You're going to experience a handler waving to you, saying, pretending to be your son. That's, that is what, as far as I get it. All right. So he's already incarnated elsewhere if he passed more than three years ago. If you go straight into the void, you will avoid the entire system if you go into their incarnation cycle just because you want to see your son. Chances are you're not seeing your son, one. And number two is you're locked into the next incarnation again. And they're going to probably promise you that you're going to, oh, go back to earth because you're going to have an opportunity to have your son in your life again. Ah, big carrot. Right there, so you just say, "Okay, I'm going,
0: and there you are. Wow, well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining. Thank you so much, Isabella. If you have not gotten her book, it is fascinating. It reads very quickly. I read it on a flight, my flight back from sedona and and I'll be there too, in uh, the Sedona Ascension Retreat, so I can't wait to see you again, and those of you who are going to be there come and say hello. can't wait to meet everybody. And thank you so much. Anything before we go, Isabella?
1: Well, I really wish that I had a chance to answer everyone's questions. It seems that these uh, conversations just fly by so fast. Maybe, Kara, we can do this again. I love it. Just do the (laughs) Q&A with other people. But I hope that I covered the bigger picture for everyone. So thank you very much for joining thank you very much for joining thank you for following and if you'd like to join our group exit reincarnation that's a facebook group I created just so that we can have a private space to have our conversations about this subject so go ahead and i'll see you there and i'll see you next time thank you wonderful
0: thank you so much many blessings everybody Bye. bye bye i hope you enjoyed this episode I'd love to ask you for one quick favor, and that's to share this episode with one person who you think will benefit from it. Let them know you're thinking about them by sharing this episode with them right now. Thank you, and I look forward to the next meditation conversation.